Hey everybody, welcome to the C3 Victory Podcast. We're so glad that you're here catching up with us. So sit back, relax and enjoy this conversation between two of our pastors from one of our online Sunday services. You can actually join us every Sunday for our online services. So make sure to head to c3victory.org.au for more information. Good morning, church. I hope that you're doing well. hope that you have had a fantastic week off the back of Easter last week. I don't know whether yeah. you have saved any chocolate or whether you kind of consumed it all like a, a spike sugar high. Oh, man, I think people sitting in today, uh, I bet they've eaten all their chocolate. What about you? You only saved up? No. Yeah, no, I've eaten all <laughs> mine. I will say this. I, you know, I, used, I actually used to try to keep one Easter egg right. for the whole year. Like I would eat some and then there would be this one egg and it was like this challenge. And it was challenge. still good? Well, I don't, I don't know. Those that know me know that I have a flexible idea around when food should be eaten. Okay. You know, there's, there's, some, there's some flexible space in there. Um, but yeah, we hope, hope that you're comfy this yeah. morning. Hope that you, know, you might have coffee or cup of tea, breakfast, or maybe you're watching us at the 5 p.m. feed right. and you're thinking about dinner. Um, maybe having a bit, of a bit of a barbecue dinner or something. That's my, that's my go-to. Right. Hey, uh, going to be great this morning. It's good to be together again. We, we trust you enjoyed the worship. How good is it having the worship now? Our team is unbelievable. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah. It so kind of sets the platform for yeah. this. You know, I kind of think worship really opens a way to hear the word better. I think, I think it sets the atmosphere. It kind of opens up our heart. Right. Right. Um, Come into his courts with Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think it, for, I know for me, it, it really helps change when I read the Bible, change it from just information to it's like it, That's it's true. Like it gets in a bit That's deeper. True. Yeah, some, something has been opened up. Yeah. So no, I, I'm, I'm so thankful that we've got a team that's Absolutely. kind of able to do that. Well, we want to we want to jump in uh, and kind of go back into this kind of conversational yeah. type of message delivery. Uh, we had so much great feedback from everybody about That's right. the way this translates into your living room. And uh, if you're joining us from all around the world, um, hello, welcome. If you're a visitor this morning, yeah. uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for checking us out. Hope that you get something really great out of this morning. That's good because we've been kind of wrestling with, chewing through some of this uh, this this issue in scripture that we find. I think it's a healthy dynamic tension yeah. and we think the word speaks right into that. Yeah, you and I have used this phrase a number of times um, as, as this COVID-19 situation has kind of come in and, and built. Uh, we've said, you know, we're, gonna, we're approaching this with faith and wisdom. Right. And, and I right. know a lot of people have said, Truth. love, love that. That's such a great approach. But at the same time, what, what does that kind of mean? Like, how do I actually tangibly, yeah. physically, day-to-day journey through like are they opposite how does it work and 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 so because the thing is this um we want to live with a tension between faith and wisdom we don't want to kind of one overrule the other or throw out the other god doesn't tell us we're going to have a lobotomy to to right. be a, That's a right. faith person because faith and wisdom are not enemies you know uh, they can be at the opposite end of the scale but they don't stand in opposition to each other there's a time where we exercise wisdom and there's a time where we exercise faith, and there's a time where they're combined. So they're not, they're yeah. not, you know, they're not, they're not, they're not in opposition. Either ors. No. They're not like, they're, I mean, I know you use the term a lot, both and. That's it's right. This idea that we can actually utilize them both 
um, at the same time, but also interchangeably. And well, not you know, the scripture does because you think Hebrews, what is it, eleven six? Those who come to God uh, must believe that He is, because He earnestly He rewards those who earnestly seek Him by faith. Right. But then you got things like James going, but ask wisdom, He'll give it to you. And then you got <laughs> yeah, Proverbs, yeah. which is a book of wisdom, isn't it? Right. So you know, if if God only wanted faith. Um, why have Proverbs? Why, why? have James that yeah, tends right. to unpack more right. of a, a practical wisdom? But it's, it's evident that faith and wisdom are two equal elements in this so journey, you know, in this so relationship true. that we have. But Corinthians, right, in particular, this letter that Paul writes yeah. to, to a church in a city, Corinth, um, it's interesting because Corinth at that time, there's a lot of correlations between the society that we live in, right? Well, like we think about it for a minute. We're Western society, information. right? We're not Easterners. Yeah. Jesus and his crew were Middle Easterners. Right. They approach life differently. We still, to this day, have an education system, a learning system, and a system that we live by and exalt out of Greek philosophy and education. Yeah. Right. Which is there exactly what Paul's writing into here. And and so that the context that Paul writes this this letter is into a a church that is is in a society where the the gaining kind of the philosophical knowledge yeah. is elevated, honoured. You could say it's kind of like that. That was worshipped in a way. That was the That's right. status symbol of, of the time. And here we are. We live in the information age. That's right. Um, and people get well. They get they they get put on the on the totem pole, so to speak, as to how intelligent or educated or achievement, the same as back then. Right. And the sad thing is, though, that becomes the standard by which we gain access to future and God and eternity. They even evolved into a style of thinking back then called Gnosticism, yeah, yeah. which comes from knowledge and knowing right. and intelligence that said this is the superior way to uh, to tap into the spiritual realm. And so Paul has to address that. So he brings in this whole idea of faith and wisdom. And it's, it's interesting because wisdom is, is actually different to knowledge That's right. itself. Yeah. Um, but, but Paul, he, he pens this kind of letter here and he's writing into the church, trying to help them to navigate this age that they're in around information. And he's saying, listen, this is the way that God is wanting you to approach this. Yeah, so it's interesting because I think in lots of ways, wisdom today in the age is kind of defined by the accumulation of intelligence and knowledge. Whereas I think when God talks about wisdom, he's not talking about knowledge. See, knowledge is information gained, but wisdom is now the application of what you do with that knowledge. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and that's right. the way God says about yeah, wisdom. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we're going we're gonna to read a, a distinct kind of section here of this letter and kind, yeah. of, kind of dig into it a little bit. Maybe if they take their Bibles and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and follow along with us, we're going to read in the New Living. You're going to read verses 18 yeah. to about 25 or 26 for us. Yeah. And look, if you don't have a Bible with you, on our live stream feed right there, there's a tab that says Bible. Uh, you can click on that. And if you go to one C O R, if you're not familiar with all the kind of names of the Bible, you can click on that, um, and we're going to be going to a place right at the start of, of that letter or, or book, uh, chapter one. And, yeah. and here we are. I'm going to read from verse 18. It. it says, "I know very well how foolish the message of the cross sounds to those who are on the road to destruction, 
But we who are being saved recognize this message as the very power of God. As the scriptures say, I will destroy human wisdom and discard their most brilliant <laughs> ideas. So where does this leave the philosophers, the scholars, the world's brilliant debaters? Uh, God has made them all look foolish and has shown their wisdom to be useless nonsense. I mean, Paul doesn't really mince his words <laughs> in this. He gets right to kind of to the point, doesn't he? Yeah. Since God in his wisdom, verse 21, saw to it that the world would never find him through human wisdom. It d we'll come back to this, but there's yeah, a distinct yeah. correlation there where Paul defines God in his wisdom versus what we might find Absolutely. in human wisdom. Absolutely. Um, he has used our foolish preaching to save all who believe. I don't feel so bad now. <laughs> right. Um, God's way seems foolish to the Jews because they want a sign from heaven to prove it is true. How often, I think, do we not want to have to have faith? We right. want to have to have answer. We want, to, we want proof. We want answer, right? Because yeah. there's, no, there's yeah. no gap. Um, and it is foolish to the Greeks because they believe only what agrees with their own wisdom. So when we preach that Christ was crucified, the Jews are offended and the Gentiles say it's all nonsense. But to those who are called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the mighty power of God and the wonderful wisdom of God. Right. This foolish plan of God is far wiser than the wisest of human plans, and God's weakness is far stronger than the greatest of human strength. What a passage. You know, I, I, oh. think, I think we struggle because we want to understand everything. We want, right. we want the facts, we want the truth, we want to understand, and we think if we're wise, we'll get that. But we then draw this correlation that if I get that, then maybe I can believe. And it's yes. the exact opposite that Paul's saying here. That's not what causes you to believe because then your belief is in your ingenuity. Your belief is right. in your intelligence. Your belief is in your ability to understand. There's a lot yeah, of things well. about God I just don't understand. And that's okay. I know him, but I don't understand everything. Mate, it's a great distinction. Listen, we're married, right? Well, uh, we're not, but no, we are both well, married that's a good to thing. other right. wives. And I, I, Janet and I have known each other. I know her, you know, right. 43 years, but there's some things I just still don't un understand. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, that's not putting her down. That's probably my there's beauty in mystery. capability. Yeah, and, and to be in love, you don't have to understand. You have to relate and trust. Wow. Yeah, that's and, good. And Carson said this. He said, God doesn't need our understanding. He wants our trust. <laughs> and so there, there are things, even in this day and age, we look around and go, why? I don't understand this. Why would right. God do this at this time? Or if you're losing a loved one or somebody gets a bad report. Why? Yeah, yeah. You know, financial report, health report. Why? And God sometimes just doesn't answer. He never answered Job when Job said, that's why? Right. That's right. And... Uh, it's like, no, Job, that's my business. It's funny, though, because we, I speak particularly for my generation. I mean, I, I kind of bridge the whole Internet space. I mean, I remember right. doing assignments with the Britannica encyclopedia set out of the bookcase. And then, and then I remember the, you know, the first time you, you're logging on doing the, the research online. Right. But nowadays we are, we are hardwired that, that information is, is king. Right. That, that's that, true. That we, we have to understand something before we can be certain of it. And you think about that because in this day and age, at the push of a button, at the logging in of a website, you can find information on almost anything and anybody. 
Yeah. And I was just looking at it today. Um, it's interesting because throughout history, people wanted to do things and they were told, man can't do that. It's foolish. It's crazy. Right. And I was, I was researching one of them in two classic ones about the foolishness where, where some human said to another human, that'll never happen. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And one was a guy called Bishop Wright over in America. Okay, yeah, yeah. He had two sons, Orville and Wilbur. <laughs> okay. Ring a bell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Wright brothers. They wanted to get a machine that would fly in the air. And so one day in his preaching, remember, he's a bishop in a church. Yeah, yeah. One day in his preaching, it, the title of his sermon was God Never Meant Man to Fly. Well, that's an, that's an encouragement <laughs> for your children, isn't, yeah, isn't it? it? You know, well, just... he did that because he was afraid. He didn't want them to get killed trying their crazy adventures. And this is all foolish. The other is, oh, I can't remember his name now, but the, uh, the producer who first heard the Beatles. Yeah, <laughs> and he said, "Listen, yeah, you know, you know guitar music is on its way out, and <laughs> these guys don't sound that good." And and their their manager said, "Listen, these guys are going to be greater than Elvis, and this guy just no way." And, yeah, well, you know, it's one of the worst quotes in music history. These guys will not make it, and people think, you know, people think foolish. It's just yeah. crazy. Well, they look at God and go, "Hang on, hang on a minute." I hear people say, hang on a minute, you mean all I have to do is believe? All I have to do is trust? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. I want proof. As right. you said, I want, we want proof. We want the answer. We want to have all the I's dotted and the T's crossed. Yeah. We, and God doesn't know, want our understanding. He wants our trust. He doesn't want, he doesn't, he want, I think he wants our heart before he gets our right. mind. You know? The thing is with this, to the Jews are saying, prove it that you're in this God. Yeah. You know what that is in a nutshell? And it's going to blow people's mind. That's religion. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what Jews yeah. wanted. They wanted a religion that was boxed up neat and tidy and said, God, stay in the box and show us this is how you do things. Yeah. And God said, I'm going to do it a different way. And they went foolish. Yeah, wow. Powerless. And then the Greeks are going, this doesn't make sense. How can a man dying on a cross, which is the epitome of shame, the epitome of weakness. Yeah. How can that change anything in the world? And here we are, right. 2,000 years later, billions of people's lives have been changed because of that event. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's not what we would first expect. No. And yet Paul is saying this. The reality is the God who created everything at just his word, the God who is in charge of everything, he even knows every detail, knows the number of hairs on our head. Mm. He's so intelligent. The God who is omniscient, knows everything, is a God who created this, this, this plan of wisdom that says through a simple death on a cruel cross that is mm. shameful and despised, I'm going to bring you home. I'm bringing all of humanity home. Yeah, yeah. And people go, hang on, man, that doesn't make sense. And I don't know how many times people have said to me, come on, come on, there's got to be more to this than that. And I said, yeah, yeah. well, in God's mind there is, and I don't understand that, but I believe it. Because if you look at verse 21, he says this, he's used our foolish, foolish preaching to save all who believe. Oh, hasn't he? Yep. What do we believe? I mean, you and I preach. Sounds foolish at times, but he's not talking about our methods. He's talking about our message. That's right. Yep. Our message to people out there sounds crazy doesn't it? It's, I mean, if, yeah, like life after death, everlasting life, connection with God, relationship with God. What, what, what is it all built on? 
believe that Jesus is who he said he is and did what he said he did. Right. Believe that. Believe that the cross, burial, yeah. the resurrect. Believe that's all true and that Jesus is the son of... Believe that that is your, your doorway to forgiveness. Right. It, it, it almost seems too simple. Yeah, in exactly. A, in a world where exactly. complexity, particularly in the arena of information, the more complex we know stuff, the better we are. Well, see, this almost works against that. This is the deal. It is simple. It is so simple a child can believe. It is so simple a simple person can believe. We don't have to understand all the things that happen in the background to make it effective and so. Right. We just have to believe what was put into place and, and trust that that's what God requires. And, yeah, yeah. And so it, it's interesting. God took the most, like you think about it, death is the final form of weakness. Yeah, right. The cross is the most shameful way to die. Yeah. And God says, so I'm going to show you in the foolishness of this how wise I really am. Yeah, wow. I'm going to take the most weak thing that you see, the most despised thing that you know about, and I'm going to use it to recreate humanity from the inside out. Yeah. I know Joyce Meyer, she says, trust is not needing to ask questions. Right. Yeah. That's right. Trust says, you know what? I don't I, I'm going to know. trust you. I don't have to know because I, I know you. That's right. And so it says God, God used this message. He used this message to save all who believe, which in yeah, the Bible, yeah. that means trust. We trust who he is. He's a good God. He's, he's a holy God. He requires payment for sin. So he pays it himself <laughs> because anything yeah. religion could do. Yeah is not enough. Anything intelligence could achieve is not enough. Yeah. So I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it through a way that those of you who are intelligent are going to say stupid. Those of right. you who are looking for signs are going to go weak, pathetic, yeah, yeah. but yeah. I'm going to show my power through it because it's at the cross where all principalities and powers were defeated and death was defeated. Yeah. I think, I think we're, we're, yeah, if, if, if you're watching this and at the moment you're kind of weighing up whether or not you're someone who's going to begin believing in Jesus, you're on a great journey. But for those of us That's who true. believe in, in Jesus, I think we get stuck because we feel the pressure of society to give answers all the time. Yeah. And I actually think, particularly at the moment, I mean, I think in general, right, Paul, uh, in the message translation of, of, of a section of Colossians says, to be mature is to be basic. Um, and, and the Gospels tell us that, uh, you know, we should be like, like little children in, in, in our approach to faith. Yeah. Um, there is, there is a, a mistake in thinking that knowing a lot and, and having all the answers is, is somehow a, a descriptor or an expression of maturity as a believer. Yeah. But I think even in, in this season in particular, we need to be super careful that we don't present that we have all the answers. Well, we don't, um, and we shouldn't try. Because we, I think here's that's, the thing: we don't have to, to defend God. We are trying to uh, use human wisdom to answer something that perhaps is coached in the wisdom of God. That's right. Um, and that's not in any way saying that God is causing this or anything like that, but his ways are higher than our ways and we don't understand every element of life and, and how it's working together. What we know, and what we can be confident of is what we know of our God. Yeah. And there's a big difference between, you know, 
why, say, say I was thinking the other day about probably the two biggest questions people may be asking at the moment. Um, one is why, and yeah, then one true. is where. Yeah. Why God and where? Where is God right Where now? are you? You know? I, um, we, did the, we did a study years ago through the church about going through the Bible. And one of the yeah. first things that, um, you know, that we talk about is as we approach the Bible, most of the Bible was written with an Eastern mindset. That's right. And so our Western mindset will look at things in the Bible and we'll go, how could that be? Right. Why is that that way? Yeah. Where are you, God? Whereas an Eastern mindset looks at it and says, why is that so? Yes. Like, right. for instance, we as Western thinkers read about the creation story and go, how could that happen like <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, we look for process. With, right. you know, And answers. We want to understand systematic progression. If we understand it, we might believe it. Whereas the Eastern mindset would look at creation and not go, you know, um, how could that happen? They look at it and go, why did it happen? Right. Why did God it's, create it? It's a it? totally different approach. So when we approach things today, look, it's very natural because we're wired this way. We're, we're taught this from mm. childhood. Ask, interrogate, right. get the answers because that yep. is, seen. I mean, even our education doesn't, doesn't tell us what to believe. It teaches us how to question what's being taught. Yeah, right. The, yeah. You know, uh, I know uh, I used to say a lot in, in science class, uh, science moves forward by disproving itself. <laughs> right. You know, you are, you right. know, the whole idea of progression in your learning is asking questions to disprove what you used right. to think was right. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. But I think, I think it, when we look at this idea of faith and wisdom, um, wisdom right now is is knowing what we can answer and what we can't. Well, let's bring this back to, it's, it's like here God is setting the foundation for, look, if you're going to come to me mm. and you're going to approach me and you're going to have a relationship with me that gives you a perspective beyond the here and, the, and, and now right. yeah. and a very large eternal perspective, it all begins right here with my wisdom and, and my way of doing things. Right. And the only way you're going to get that really is by faith, by believing me. <laughs> Not believing all the facts and getting all the knowledge, but yes. believing me. Yep. Now, let's translate that to everyday living. Because he tells us, ask for wisdom, I'll give yeah. it. Now, again, he's not saying, you want to know all the details? I'll give you a blueprint. I mean, the Bible is not a blueprint. It's a story. That's right. It's not a blueprint right. to life. It's a story about yep. life. And so God is saying, look, if you'll first come to me and you'll first trust me and you'll believe right. in me, yes. I'll give you a wisdom. But what he did in this, I think what Paul is saying is, Hey, look, the only way you can approach God is through faith and then ask for wisdom. And sometimes that wisdom is going to look different to the way the world says to do it. Yeah, like, yeah. like investment. Let's, let's give an example. The world says if you really want to invest and you mm. want to finish well financially, then save everything you can. Get everything you can, save it, be stingy, hoard it, whatever, <laughs> build it up. Whereas, you know what God says? Be generous. That's right. Give it away. Yeah, that's right. And, and not just give it all away, but you know, he, he talks about, uh, you know, a man who hangs on and is stingy is going to yeah, come yeah. to ruin. Right. But a man who is generous and gives freely is going to be blessed. Yeah. And so, you know, but see, I guess what God is setting in this particular scripture here is seeing that faith and wisdom is not at, at, at odds with each other, but wisdom comes because you've had a faith in God. And now yeah. he gives you a wisdom yeah, to live yeah. a life that is just radical and out there and not just by scientific facts and accumulation of knowledge because God sometimes will ask us to do things 
that just seems crazy. Like, for instance, for God to say to Janet and myself, get up, leave home. Yeah, yeah. Leave your family. Move that to the other make, side of the world. It doesn't make earthly human sense. Well, in the sense of family and relationships, it doesn't seem like a logical, sane thing mm. to do. And, and especially when we did it, gone on 40 <laughs> years ago, the only form of communication was very expensive telephone calls or snail mail. Right. I mean, now we can look at the phone and see each other on the other side of the world. Yeah, and, I know. Crazy. You know, and it doesn't, or, or like you changing careers in midstream. Yeah. You know, it, it just, it's not logical. It's not sane. It's like, Nate, you should be progressing up the ladder that way That's instead right. of going out that way. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so, but see, because you first came to God and said, no, I believe you. That's I right. trust you. And, and I don't need to know the answer to every detail to trust you. Because exactly. I know that you are good. Yeah. I know that you are in control. And I know that you, you actually gave us the ability to trust you because mm. of what you did in giving your son at the cross. And that's what this is about. I will take the most shameful, weak thing in the world. Right. And I can change the hearts of men and women. I can defeat the devil. I can give you eternity back. I can, I can, I can redeem. I can buy back everything that you lost yeah. through this shameful, weak act that looks so foolish to the Gentiles yeah, yeah. and so weak to the, to the religious. Right. And yet through that, I can change you from the inside out. And if you go from there, ask me of wisdom and I'll give it to you daily. That's right. Absolutely. And, you know, I think you, you, what you touched on there, the reason, I, I, I mean, I'm speaking for you, but we've talked about it a lot. It was, it was our authentic relationship with who God is right. that meant we acted in ways that were wise in the context of our relationship with him, but would have looked foolish to the world. I, I know when I became a Christian, I, I know a lot of my friends thought, what in the world has he done? They, they yeah. thought I was trying a new kind of high, <laughs> you know, like, has he found something else? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it just, it didn't make sense to them. Yeah. And, uh, and they would sit and watch me and see, is this, they even told me later, we're, we're going to see if this lasts. Wow. You know, and things like that. Because it just, according to the track he was heading down, this looks crazy. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? If we, if we then start thinking about how do we apply that in this day and age, right. in this moment that we are in in time, where's, where do we walk in wisdom and where do we step out in faith and how do those two work in this dynamic tension? That might be a good thing for us to talk about when we come back. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, but, you know, the crux of the passage today, um, and I think, I know, I know Pastor Darren's going to be you know, sharing something next week, but right. I, we might come back to this kind of the week after and, and yeah, talk sure. more about it. But I know the crux of the passage today is around, it's around you know, the cross, Jesus going to the cross, being crucified. Yeah. Um, and the truth is that, that that moment established a, an opportunity. It, it, it created a way for us to know God. That's right. Prior to that, there was a whole lot of like, you know, we had to be good enough. We had to strive in our own ability. And I'll be very religious. It was, it was on us yeah. to be good enough to know yeah. God. But now, because of Jesus, there's, a, there's actually an opportunity for us to know God, which is kind of the premise of everything we've, we've been That's unpacking. True. And That's true. Maybe, maybe you're watching on this morning and, and you've been listening to what we've been talking about. Um, 
I'd like to give you an opportunity right now to consider the opportunity that, that what Jesus did when he did die on the cross, when, when he was buried and when he rose again, what, what that actually did was it, it created an opportunity for us to have a relationship with God. We're not talking about a religion. We're not talking about a system, uh, a, a way of uh, operating in life. No, we're talking about a relationship with God, God who loves you and who sent his son Jesus to earth to, to create this new way of being able to have a relationship with him. And, and part of doing that, part of kind of beginning that journey and that relationship is firstly acknowledging that we need God, right. um, that we yes. have what the Bible would say is sin in our lives, things that, that would separate us from God. We, we acknowledge, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. And the second thing we do is we believe that when Jesus died on the cross, that moment was, was the moment where we were forgiven of all of that in our lives. If we yeah. believe in Jesus, it says that that moment on the cross created the, the opportunity of forgiveness for us uh, from God. And then the third thing is to invite, invite Jesus, invite God to come and have a relationship with you. Uh, and I know that our, our online hosts right now are going to put right. an opportunity yes. in the feed for anyone that would like to do that. If you would like to say, yeah, I, I acknowledge I need God. I got stuff going. I, you know, I do have these things in my life and I would like to be close to God, but I know that I need forgiveness. If that's you, why don't you click that hand right now? Uh, begin to have a, a, a chat with our, our online moderators and yeah. begin the journey to have a relationship with God. Pastor Keith, why don't you pray? Pray for all sure. those people right now that are about to make that, that choice that. And, and click that little hand and Let's begin this journey. Yeah. Awesome. Father God, we want to thank you that um, we don't have to understand everything in this whole plan of becoming your children. Yeah. We just have to trust you that yeah. you made the way and you made the way through your son. Jesus, you said, I am the way to the Father. Pray for everyone right now who is thinking about and making that decision. We know yeah. that beyond this telecast and through the television, that beyond that, in their homes right now, your spirit is drawing them to the Father. Mm. Your spirit is telling them inside their own heart and mind that they need you. And the yeah. only way to you is the way that you have made through the cross. We thank you for the power of the cross. We thank you for the gospel that Jesus died for our sins that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day yeah. and that by trusting in you, we can live forever. We can become your children. So anyone right now considering that Holy Spirit, just walk them through this and be with them and empower them to repent and to believe and to change. Mm. We thank you for accepting us. We thank you for giving us this way in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, church, thanks so much for being with us. We hope that this morning blessed yeah. you, that it helped to unpack a little bit of that. Maybe concept. in a fortnight, we're just going to wrestle through. Well, how does that? How does wisdom and how do faith we do work together day to day? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but listen, I want you to know you don't have to have all the answers. That's right. Uh, know God, and let that be enough this week for you. Yeah, true. Uh, and trust Him. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed that message from our pastoral team. And if you'd like to know more about C3 Church Victory, please head to our website, c3victory.org.au. Until next time, we pray you have an incredible day.